0: Guys, my new book, How to Be a Capitalist Without Any Capital, just hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. It's ranking extremely high on Kindle and Audible, and I wanna thank you guys for grabbing it. If you haven't bought it yet, here's what James Y. said in an Amazon review on March 8th. He said, literally, a step-by-step blueprint for conquering the world and building your own empire. Five stars. It's a verified purchase. He goes on to say, if you like doing things the hard way, don't read this book. For everyone else who appreciates someone showing you what to do and why it works step-by-step so you can rinse and repeat and accomplish the same results, read this book now in all caps. He then says, "Pro tip: stock up on highlighters while you're adding this to your Amazon cart. You'll be using them. This book should be required reading for every entrepreneur, startup or founder, business person, and human. Seriously, Nathan is in a kind of class that cuts through all the bullcrap. He used a different word to show you what you need to do and how to do it." If success came with an instruction manual, this book would be it. We'll be stocking up and handing these out as Christmas gifts to all my friends and colleagues. If I could give this book a six-star review, I would. From James, James, thank you. All you that listen to the podcast, thank you so much. SAS founders are loving the book. Go grab an audible version right now at capitalistbook.com just passed about 5 million bucks in ARR. That's up more than double year over year. 400 customers paying about a grand per month is how we get to that number. Net revenue retention, well over 100% year over year. They've raised about $3.8 million to date. They're using that in the form of CAC, for example, spending about eight grand to acquire a $13,000 a month customer. So about a nine-month payback period, no matter which cohort you're looking at, small customer, big customer, et cetera team of 35 folks based in san francisco seattle and other remote locations founded in 2014 chris thanks for taking us to the top this is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn each episode features revenue numbers I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Chris Rothstein. He is the CEO and co founder of Groove, a sales and engagement platform. Before Groove, he built, scaled, and managed enterprise sales teams at Google. Chris, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Yes, I am. Thank All you. right.
0: You threw your hat in a very hot war. So tell us what Groove does and what's your revenue model? How do you make money?
1: Yeah. So we are a sales engagement platform. As you said, really what we do is we help sales teams be more effective, understand what's going on and, and repeat their process and, and make it more consistent across their sales team. Uh, we make money in a very traditional SaaS model, just pure SaaS.
0: Pure SaaS. And uh, without going down kind of every cohort, what would you say the average company uh, pays per month?
1: The average is probably around 13000
0: Okay. 13,000 per month. And so this means you're, it sounds like selling maybe multiple seats to a team. How many seats usually per team?
1: Yeah, we, we really focus on 30 and above, but we scale up to our largest customer has about 7,000 seats and then we okay. have our 8,000 now and we have a bunch of, above a thousand.
0: Okay. So about 13,000 per month on average is payment. I mean, I, that would actually, I would say put you kind of more into kind of mid market enterprise level versus some of these more starter programs. Yep. Yeah. Very cool. Um, let's kind of put this on a timeline. When did you launch the company? What year?
1: Yeah, so I left Google technically in 2012, but we really focused on this in 2014. Um, and then we really, I would say, started monetizing more in 2015. Okay, and who's we? Uh, my co-founder and I were at Google, and then our first hire was also from Google. Oh, I bet Google I bet Google loved you for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. They're a they're customer as well. So, yeah. no,
0: well, that's good. Um, w- describe the makeup of the founding team. So what's your role? What's his or her role?
1: Yeah. So we've had, uh, we had three co-founders, all of us can code and all of us have sold. So we're kind of a weird, uh, mix. It's um, a good mix, Chris. I would
0: say that's not weird. That's very good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, we love selling, we've done kind of sales engineering roles. I've built sales teams, but I also like to code in my free time. Um, and then my co-founders are the same way. So very we're, cool. we're all a little bit of both. Self-taught coding. Uh, yeah. Two of us are self-taught. One has a master's in CS. How'd you teach yourself? Uh, just literally I I, I, I I had always worked on it, but then when I quit in 2012, I just coded every every day for almost a year and a half.
0: That's amazing. Did you use like Code Academy or Treehouse or any of these tools? No, just online. just read online and built stuff. That's great're you you're a problem solver. All right, 2014 and then scale it up to today. So how many companies on the platform today?
1: Uh, today we're a little over 400.
0: Okay, that's pretty good. And those are all paid. No free accounts. Yep. Yep, no free. And bootstrapped or were we raised?
1: We were bootstrapped for, you know, until we raised the small round in 2015 and then we we've uh, just a, a note and then we've raised the official one price round. So 3.8 million in in funding
0: total. Yep. That's great. Okay, so 3.8 million. Now if I take 400, you know, customers times that Monthly average of 13 grand. I mean, that puts you at like 5.2 million a month. Is that accurate? Yep, we're in that bubble. Okay, yep. very cool. So, you the reason I kind of asked that with skepticism is because you're, I would actually put you in a very rare category in, in terms of if you take your ARR and divide that, you know, by your funding. You know, most people have less ARR than what they've yeah. raised total. You're very much the opposite.
1: Yes, we're very, very conservative. Originally, my co-founder and I wanted to bootstrap always. Um, we were planning on, we, we saved up money, we went down that road for a while, we built up, and with that eight, our first 800K, we became profitable. We hit over a million in revenue with that. Um, but then we're like, we can grow faster and we should grow faster, so that's why we raised that money. But we're still, I would say, slightly abnormal, at least for the value
0: you're, you're definitely abnormal. I've, I've done about 3000 of these interviews and I can say with emphasis, you're definitely not, not the norm. So what about growth rate a year ago? What were you at run rate wise? Uh,
1: a year ago, about 2
0: million. Okay. Two, so you more than doubled year over year.
1: Yeah. yeah we've more than doubled every year.
0: That's great. And where has most of that growth come from? Is it expansion revenue across the same accounts or brand new customers?
1: That's a great question. It's almost exactly split. It changes month because we still get large deals here and there. Um, But almost always it's 50-50. Almost exactly.
0: Yep. And what do you anticipate? So right now if you're doing 5 million a month, what is that? 60 million a year? I mean... Oh no,
1: sorry. 5 million ARR. Oh, that's... a
0: Okay, good. I was wondering, I was going to say, this is like... No. This makes you look no. a very much not no, no. Silicon Valley company. Oh, no, your no. your ARPU, you gave me that was not monthly. That was an ACV, yes, an ACV. Yes. Yes. Got it. That's where the that's where the misnomer was.
1: I was like, okay, no, 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 no. That, that would be that would be uh, very very nice.
0: Yeah. So just to be clear, you're doing about four hundred and fifty grand a month today. That's up from about two hundred grand a month a year ago. Yep. That's great. Okay. Still, but but by the way, still healthy. So you're still doing more revenue than you are what you raised.
1: Yeah. Yes. Exactly.
0: Talk to me what now when you look at kind of expansion revenue, usually companies at your stage, they have very clear pricing axes that allow them to drive expansion. And usually it's like a seat model, a feature model and a kind of data usage model. What are your axes?
1: Yep. Yeah, we have uh, kind of two, we we grow seats, obviously, but then uh, we have a modular element. So you buy into our platform, platform fee. And then after that, you can add on different elements, a dialer, an unlimited SKU, a, a SMS, and all these different things. So you add on these and that, that's kind of how we upsell. We honestly haven't even focused on upsell. Most of it's been natural. Bro,
0: today. Interesting.
1: Okay. So that, that flat
0: though initial fee, that is like a base recurring fee and then you can add on top. Is that accurate?
1: And all the add-ons are also uh, reoccurring fees as well. It's just, you can enable other parts of the platform.
0: And and basically, so if I have a hundred seats and I'm paying you for the base thing and each one is 20 bucks a seat, if I add on the call scheduler, it's like adds $5 per seat across the whole account. Exactly.
1: exactly. That's it's
0: a beautiful it. thing if it happens. Is it no touch a lot of it?
1: Uh, a lot of, and that is right now, we should be doing more, but we aren't because we're still a little resource strapped. Yeah, no, I totally get that.
0: I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine. We've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS. And my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for Gitlatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try today, we'll give them 10% off all plans if they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free, and if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. Now, this should all be reflected in, in a really incredible net annual kind of retention, revenue retention rate. What I assume you're well above 100. How far above?
1: Yeah. I think uh, on a monthly basis, we're like, uh, our net churn is like negative two and a half three 3% uh-huh. per month.
0: When you look at the revenue retention annually, how far above 100% are you? Do you know?
1: Oh, uh, I haven't looked at that recently, but yeah, it's every year. It's very, very solid growth. I can't, I, I don't remember the, off the top of my head.
0: That's good. Okay. Do you know what a year, like if a year one account is 13 grand, typically what that usually morphs to in year two?
1: I think on average, I, I think in a lot of the cohorts it's double uh, okay. it's doubling. So I, I would have to look it, it is a little chunky because we, we tend to go after super high growth companies. So we have a lot of the fastest growing companies in the world and these just naturally are growing incredibly fast. Yeah. Um, so it does depend. but a lot of the cohorts are growing, yes, they're all growing at a very nice rate. I, I would yeah. have to look at the exact.
0: Let's go back to the initial sale. Fully weighted CAC on a thirteen thousand dollars ACV account is what? How aggressive are you comfortable being?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Getting the average is hard because we do have these massive deals and so on. When I calculate it, it's about seven point nine k, so around eight k, let's say. Um, but you know, it is it it does depend. Most of our sales is is not through marketing costs. It's actually the cost of doing sales. The the cost
0: inside of the- sales team, et cetera.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So around eight k.
0: Yeah. So around 8K to get a $13,000 account. That's like a nine month payback period. Does that payback period hold no matter if the the first year ACV is a million or a dollar? It's usually always a nine month payback typically? It's
1: pretty much. Yeah. If anything, our, our large deals just pay back faster.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, talk to me
1: since you come from kind of being
0: inside sales organizations, writing sales code, you have 360 degree. How have you structured your inside sales team?
1: Yeah, we have um, basically a, a one-to-one pair of SDR and, and AE, so like a pod structure. It's now called um, and. and they, we give them a target list and they just work on capturing those accounts where we know we can provide value. Um, we do a traditional comp model pretty much and everything else is fairly traditional. A lot of the, you know, classic things just work and <laughs> classic incentives. Well, t- for
0: people, people listening might not know traditional. So when you say traditional, you're talking, you know, you know, your total potential salary, is 60% is base, 30% is, you know, commission usually or what?
1: Yeah, roughly 60-40, I think, is what we do roughly. Um, and then we, we set a monthly AC, uh, goal for them. And then whatever they hit on that, that gives them uh, you know, the percentage of their commission. Uh, and then we have accelerators. And accelerators are key in, in, a, in a sales structure so that if they blow out their month, they're going to make a lot of money, which is good for us and them. Yep. Uh, so if they close a few large deals in a month, they're going to have very good months. And, and that's what we want to incentivize. And
0: both same plan for SDRs and the AE or just the AE?
1: that's just the AES, SDRs have a meeting goal and we use a point system, which I think is the way to go. Um, basically if they, if there's certain competitors that we think we could win against more, we go after them and, and they get more points or certain sizes or they get a top 10 list. If they get that, they get a chunk of the revenue as well. So it's a little more complex, but we just incentivize the behaviors that we know will drive business
0: success. Yeah. So it's kind of like when I go to Chuck E. Cheese, I buy tokens and I get 7,000 tickets cause I won the good games. The question then becomes: Well, what are those points actually worth? To the SDR. How, what do they exchange those points for?
1: Yeah, uh, it's just straight uh, straight money. Uh, oh, it's it's a,
0: it's a yeah. salary.
1: Yeah, it's basically. Let's say their goal is fifteen points. If they have, you know, thirty, that means they get two hundred percent of their on-target earnings.
0: Uh oh, really interesting. Interesting. That 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 is a arcade that I want to. I'd want to go visit. Uh, yeah. Everyone would want to play that game. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Very cool. And then uh, talk to me about total team size today.
1: Yeah. We're at about uh, 35 today,
0: 35. And how many of those folks are sales? Uh,
1: 10 in sales and uh, then about 10, 12 in engineering. And then, uh, you know, basically admin others. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And where's everyone, everyone in San Fran?
1: Yep. Uh, no, we now have a couple people in, in San Diego and then four people in or three people in Seattle.
0: Okay. Very good. That's great. So growing, um, any plans to raise?
1: Ah, uh, that's the big question right now. <laughs> yeah. Are
0: you, well, it sounds like you're casual positive as so you don't need to.
1: We don't need to, we can definitely be in a nice spot, but at the same time, we're in a market, I'm sure you're aware of is very competitive. Yeah. So it, at some point it, it makes sense to just go a little faster yet. And we'll probably, you know, consider that.
0: Yeah. If you do, this is obviously all hypothetical. If you do decide to raise at your current kind of economic structure and your current AR, you know, run rate, how much would you like to raise?
1: That's the part I need to figure out. I would say, you know, it would have to be a reasonable amount for it to make sense. Otherwise we should just grow this way. Um, so I'm not sure, honestly, Mm -hmm. I would say it's going to be more than 5 million though. More
0: than five. And when you say reasonable, like what does that like, what you mean worth your time to do the whole funding process?
1: No, uh, just to, if we're going to go that route, we need to know we can make some great investments and those investments have to be, you know, big enough that we just don't make those with, you know, bringing on new customers and and doing it naturally. Uh, so if we're going to do it, I think it it makes sense to go one route or the other.
0: I see what you're saying. And if you do raise five, I mean, you're well connected in value. You probably hear valuations thrown out all the time, but if you do raise five at your kind of current levels, I mean, what kind of valuation do you think you could probably get?
1: I have no idea. I haven't went on had any conversations yet, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we would just like to uh, if we did we would just want a valuation that uh, would be the next, you know, milestone that we can march to that that was uh, made sense for both sides. That's how we've always built this business and and we want to continue to. It's yeah. and- you know, it's, it's not fully bootstrap, but it's also not this hyper, you know, raising insane amounts of money.
0: Yeah. So if someone, we have a lot of investors listen to the show. If one of them reach out to you after it goes live and says, Hey, Chris, would you consider like a five on a thirty pre?" I mean, is it, is that an email you'd read?
1: I think it depends who they are. Probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good, good answer. <laughs> Assuming that's a great fit though. Economically, is that the kind of ratio you're looking for?
1: Yeah, probably. I think whatever the norm is for the market, you know, I would yeah. have to talk to everyone. I'm, I'm well, you know,
0: it's very different. If you're in San Fran, it's very different than yeah. if you're in Idaho, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, by the way, I love Idaho. So there's a lot of great bootstrap companies out there. Um, talk to me real quick before we wrap about product. So again, this space is very fragmented. Yep. Uh, I mean, is your model basically just keep having your engineers at, you know, create add-ons because you know, X percent of your base is going to upsell that and it grows your revenue that way. I mean, what does structure look like product wise?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of it is just continuing to build out where we're strong. We focus more on AEs where a lot of the space focus on the sales development area. Um, so I think that is one thing different. Uh, there are a few new areas that I'm very excited about, this whole account-based area and so on, uh, that I think are really interesting. We're building some cool features. So right now, it's more we can't keep up on the product side. Uh, there We will continue to add different modules, but a lot of it is just reinforcing where we're strong and providing more value to the customer. Yeah. And even on that, we have a long way to go.
0: Yeah. Very good, Chris. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book?
1: Uh, I'm just started one that, uh, just recently called scientific advertising. It's like incredibly old, maybe in 1920s or something. Is that Ogilvy? Uh, no, it's someone else. I, I forgot. Charles. Okay. I think, um, it's interesting. It's free. It's, it's pretty interesting.
0: Oh, look it up. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now?
1: Uh, I, I really like Naval from Angelist. I think he has a lot of interesting thoughts.
0: Yeah. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building the business?
1: I would have to say Gusta. It just takes away a lot of things that, you know, would be a lot of work and I wouldn't want to normally do.
0: Yeah. I, I if I was a better man, you know, Josh was on the show recently, I would say they're potentially looking at an IPO in the next 12 months if the market stays hot. We'll see.
1: Yeah.
0: Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
1: Uh, well, I have a baby right now, so not much. But you know, I I am trying to actively do more uh, or sleep more, so I'm shooting for seven. But
0: okay, yeah. and so ma- it sounds like married kiddo. How many kids?
1: Uh, two kids, uh, both under two and a half. Uh, Woo! Uh, married, yeah. And how and how old are you,
0: Chris? Uh, 34. 34. Last question: What do you wish your 20 year old self knew?
1: Um. I I would say, you know, I would just stress the importance of compounding, you know, everything in in life is compounding and and, in setting good habits at the beginning uh, as early as possible is is important because everything takes longer than expected.
0: Guys, everything takes longer than expected. Groove founder Chris joining us again, just passed about 5 million bucks in ARR. That's up more than double year over year. 400 customers paying about a grand per month is how we get to that number. Net revenue retention, well over 100% year over year. They've raised about $3.8 million to date. They're using that in the form of CAC, for example, spending about eight grand to acquire a $13,000 a month customer. So about a nine-month payback period, no matter which cohort you're looking at, small customer, big customer, et cetera. Team of 35 folks based in San Francisco, Seattle, and other remote locations founded in 2014. Chris, thanks for taking us to the top.
1: All right. Thank you for having me.